right, welcome back to another edition of Just Kicking It Podcast. We are back in the building after a lot of turmoil, a lot of it is this is this is like uh when uh Victor Newman on the uh Young and the Restless would be dating two women at the same time and one and one pops up at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. Welcome back, man. Boy, I tell you, man, as the world turns, as, as the ball bounces, man, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah, so a lot we, of things to cover, a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, so let's jump right into the Super League stuff. That's where we, the last whole episode, we really talked about Super League. The fallout has been uh, literally two days after that podcast dropped. Everybody was uh, back at, uh, like saying, no, we good. So what do you, what is your thoughts on the whole kind of the way the retraction and, you know, that? You know, it, it was a fiasco, man. I mean, the, the credibility, the structure of the game was, uh, you know, was really on trial, man. And, um, you know, I, I like to see how the fans stood up, uh, you know, to the man, you know, so to speak. Um, you know, I think some clubs handled it better than others. You know, some came straight away and apologized and, you know, tried to make amends and, you know, built a bridge. You had others who, you know, pivoted, but, you know, still tried to stand real tall and, and not give an inch. And then I mean, you still got a couple of clubs. There's three, three, th three clubs still said like, no, we still, we, we still, they're still ten toes down. So uh, you got, you got all flavors. What, what were your thoughts, man? So I mean, shout out to Barcelona, uh, uh, Real Madrid, and uh, Juventus, who was still like, I mean, we still got the Super League going on. Uh, ain't nobody else uh, told me that we weren't doing it. <laughs> That's the way it feel like. Right, right. Especially I mean, I, Real Madrid. I, I when we came up the Super League idea and all the aspect of it. I thought they would have had their ducks in order on how they want to roll this out instead of just like, here we go. Like, it had been a more of a concerted thing of talking to the leagues and saying, we do this every two years. And you, something where there was a, you could still stay in your league, but still do this on an off kilter or like some kind of, you know, a discussionary thing instead of saying like, we good. Yeah, you thought it would be like some sort of a transition. Yeah. You know, a, a official, you know, policy and structure. I mean, it was kind of like they pulled the pin on a grenade and just rolled it out there, you know, boom, and there she blows. Um, you know, man, I got to give props to, you know, uh, Rick. You know, I think he really nailed it. I think it was really more of a power play. I think they knew that it would, you know, be a bombshell. Um, and now you're seeing UEFA come back and saying, here's the cash infusion from UEFA's champion league to the top six clubs. So now that's a big conversation that I'm starting to see brew. So it looks like they're going to end up getting this cash infusion that they really wanted. And, and I think, you know, Rick really kind of kind of pointed out that it was maybe a power move to get this UEFA move. That's what I'm starting to see. Yeah, I think it definitely was more and more I look at it as a power, power move. But it feels, especially for the Premier League teams, it feels like it's been a backlash amongst no other. I mean, this is, I mean, it's almost of a thing of, I feel like all these things, we're already brewing for the clubs that are having issues, including mine. We'll jump into that in a second. They were already brewing, but it was like, like, damn, like you really gonna like, like I said, you had to plan this out. Know all your your exit scenarios, everything. It seemed like nothing was planned. Right, like it was all just off the cusp, you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's a, that's a terrible way to run any kind of business or you know organization without, like you're saying, the thorough planning. And like you said, the exit strategies, you know, should we get into a DEFCON situation? You know, you would think the exit strategy itself would be planned out and be smooth, man. But uh, 
that just goes to show you, man, even multi-billionaires just roll the dice. Yeah. You know, let's see what happens. What's yeah, the worst I, that can happen? I, I mean, I thought you could have talked to the leagues at a time, like, hey, we're going to do this every two or three years or something, or something special. Something where it was like, we're not leaving the league, but we're going to do this every so often or, you know, whatever way you want to. And it would be relegated. I think the, if it was relegated, mm. I think none of this conversation, I think it could have blew the Champions League out. They said, hey, we start in the league, but there's opportunity to be regulated. Yeah, I think that's a different wrinkle, but even still, man, I, I think really what the fans showed you is that they do have an appreciation for the, the structure, the way the game has been played, you know, for so many years. And, you know, even trying to tweet that, I think the fans really showed you, like, no, not without our approval, you know. So I'm not even sure that having relegation would be enough, but I think that, like you're saying, it might have been a bridge, a, a smoother uh, sort of transition, man. But, you know, again, I'm happy to see the fans stand up. It's the fans that make the game, man. That's truly yeah. it. Um, you know, the other thing, you know, a different wrinkle to all of this is, you know, not just on the business side of the money and, you know, UEFA and Super League, but if the fans can come together and make, um, you know, so much noise in the sport, you know, regarding this business plan, what about the racism in the sport? You know, why can't that's... the fans come together to squash that? I mean, See, that's where I'm going to, I mean, we could pivot and talk about the Manchester United boycott of the uh, Liverpool game last Sunday. And that's my thing is like, it, it, it was, and I get all, if, if we were looking at, uh, not wouldn't necessarily say utopian, but um, everything was equal situation uh, culturally, I would have been a hundred percent in on what they did with Liverpool, the Liverpool game. But considering people are mad about players kneeling at games and sending uh, uh, planes with racist things on the uh, 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 with Banners, the, the thing like you getting married like just got married on a plane but it's some racist stuff like I can't really even dig you for wanting to run up in in the stadium because you don't care about anything else when it's regular people dying and people protesting. Right, right. It just kind of shows you the uh, hypocrisy you know, uh, priorities, you know, just really being off, man. So, you know, all of these, you know, kick it out and all the other different racism programs that they did in the past. It just goes to show you it's truly just lip service because the, the fans can create complete anarchy. That's what we learned. And like, you know, shutting down a um, Premier League matchup of that caliber, Liverpool and Manchester United, that's unheard of. You know yeah. what I mean? Really, it's unfathomable that the fans could overrun security at the theater of dreams of all places. You know what I mean? So I, I can't. And then in mentioning the Glazers, this whole Glazers out thing, it's I think that the Glazers are playing people, especially the new art stuff coming out saying like, yeah, we'll have fan uh, ownership. I'm like, OK, like, like yeah. what yeah. How much ownership is this? Is this like five percent given to the city? But then they're going to tax the city on the back end like. Well, since we gave y'all 5%, we need some of them tax dollars, you know, right. to pay for the 5%. Like, if you really dig into it, that's what they want to, they, they, they just give it up. Then you have to pay for your 5%, wow. 10% ownership for fan support. It's a kickback on the back end, you know. It's and, always and it makes amazing. them look good. But they try to make them look good, too. But, oh, the bread is still going to flow. Like, <laughs> right. like you talk about this America, Jack. Like, you got yeah. American ownership. This ain't the same. Bottom line, yeah, bottom line, dollars king. Man, that's incredible, man. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, I, you know, you being a fan, you know, how do you feel about all of this, you know, with your ownership group? Do you really think that they should – I mean, do you want to see a new owner come in? Do you do you think the American uh, angle is, is an issue? Yeah, it's an issue, but the way they're bringing up the issue, I disagree with, like, 
you can't be upset and mad about you know protesting or anything like that, Black Lives Matter or any of the that sort. But you're mad about just because we didn't sign Jaden Sancho last year and spent spending no bread. Yeah. Because if we had signed Jaden Sancho last summer, and would we be having this? If we had right. signed Varney last summer or Narby or anybody that we was linked to last summer and we were sitting maybe five, six points for Manchester City, that's my thing. We were we sitting 10 points behind them. Would you have would you have protested that game we four points back? Is my question. Yeah, if, if a trophy was within reach. I think you have a completely different yes. scenario, man. There's so much hypocrisy in everything. And I mean, this game is no other. You know, I mean, it's really no different. Yeah, and I, and I look at the Glazers as a whole as, yeah, they use that as a cash cow and, and a money grab, all those different things. But they did it like the Crockies. Y'all let them just get a little piece here, a little piece there, and now they own the team. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really, uh, it's crazy, man. I, I caught an interview of, of, I think it's Joel Blazer. You know, yeah. he's down there in, uh, in Florida in his Rolls Royce SUV, <laughs> you know, <laughs> coming out getting a coffee or something. And, you know, they put the camera on him and they're like, what do you have to say to the Manchester United fans? I mean, my guy's mom's the word. He didn't say not a single word. He just focused. Right no, no, he's been PR trained. He's been yeah, PR trained. He knew that he wasn't supposed to say nothing. That's the whole, they, they pay that person $2 million a year to give them advice like that, like don't say yeah. nothing. And like we were talking about, you know, he got the ball mullet <laughs> with the, the super thin ponytail <laughs> got going. You know, I mean, I said, man. It's it's like, uh, do you remember Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> when, uh, remember when he got rich and he had the ponytail? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was incredible, man. And it was just like, talk about unbothered, man. You know, he could have said, hey, you know, I feel for the fans or, you know, our club is discussing how we're going to resolve these issues. I mean, mom's the word, man. Like, come on, man. Come on. My question is, would the Manchester United faithful be okay if a Nigerian oil baron bought the team? Now, that will show you how much you really wanted to be back over there. If if uh, uh, Udepes uh, uh, Igbi, you know, uh, 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 from, from Tanzania, put up the bread and was like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to go. I own five oil rigs, some, books, uh, some book uh, making companies. Oh, because I'm ready to go. How, would the fans be, if that's your alternative, would, would they be cool with it or not? Man, you know, it's a lot of assumptions, but yeah. my gut tells me that their racism is so deep. Yeah. Hatred is so strong that they might accept it, but not necessarily really, uh, you know, had that true love, you know, where it's a, a great relationship between the fans and the owners. I mean, you do see some clubs that have that, and then you, you see other clubs that are purely a business, and that's what this is, it's purely a business. I mean, you have to do it as a business somewhat because then you'll be in a situation as Newcastle, their owner is super involved with every aspect of the game. He's everywhere with it, but he ain't got the bread like that to be doing. And he's basically losing. They somehow like how much bread he's losing wow. just to own the squad. Just to say he owns it. I mean, I guess we see the same thing in, you know, the USA sports. I mean, you got a Jerry Jones who's involved, like you're saying, hands-on. And then, I mean, if you look at, like, uh, the, the Oakland Athletics where, you know, they played the money ball. It's purely on the analytics, right? Mm -hmm. You go take, you know, so, I mean, you see all different sorts of models. Uh, but, man, you just see it primarily at the top of the table. I mean, it's foreign money and business money to, to put a, a winner on the field. I mean, did, I know if you saw, we, uh, we could talk about Arsenal a little bit too. Do you see the Spotify owner was trying to buy Arsenal? Yeah, he said, he claims that he has all the resources, you know, to, to, to pull it off. Um, 
I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. Why would, my question to you is, why would Kroenke keep the team at this point? Like, I don't feel it's Arsenal has been. And a shout out to uh, we have a lot of Arsenal listeners to the yeah. show. They have been in the comments on, yeah. on YouTube and stuff saying that they finna get what was the one dude said they finna get they was it's gonna do a clean, clean sweep and get everybody right. <laughs> uh, some of them are, are highly delusional, but yeah, we, we definitely have a lot of active uh, Arsenal fans in the comment section. So choose your words wisely. Yeah. yeah. So no, no, no. So they've been a perennial mid-table squad for almost 10, over ten years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Why would Kronk, it's not, is there's no, what I'm trying to figure out the benefit of it. I get the real estate of it with Emirates. That's gotta be the only reason that he wants to own Arsenal is the real estate of Emirates for concerts, your, all your other things that go on with owning Emirates. That's gotta be it, right? I believe so. I believe so. And I mean, you know, Kroenke's no dummy, man. You know, he definitely is a businessman. Uh, you know, you see what he's done to, to that stadium out there in California, all the things he's surrounded around the stadium. And I think it's a similar thing. You know, that property in London is it, incredibly valuable. And I mean, you know, who knows all the different sorts of things he's going to do around, you know, that area. But um, yeah, man, I, I, I can see Kroenke just saying, hey, it's a moneymaker. And as long as it's profitable, highly desirable real estate, I'm going to hold on to this piece. I mean, because we truly know he has no love uh, for the game or the fans. Let's, no delusions about that. So uh, so this is a question for you. With So can, in, in the Premier League or any leagues, can I own the stadium but not own the team like we do in the U.S.? Or is that a thing of where mo if you sell the team, you have to sell the stadium along with, like they get the real estate as well? I can't really think of an example of somebody that only um, owns the grounds but doesn't own the, the club. I, mean, I think that's a, a huge part of its uh, overall value is both pieces. So you, so he couldn't – so if Kroenke was like, yo, somebody can own the team, but you got to pay me rent for having Arsenal play there. Hmm, that's interesting. That's interesting. But, I mean, I think that'd be – you know, if, if you're going to try to own something, I mean, that's like owning, you know, three-fourths of a car. You know, I want to own the entire the entire piece, and I think that's how most of the owners are looking at it. But you know, like you said, you got the Spotify guy. We've heard about the uh, African billionaire. He's been in position for a long time to pull the trigger on Arsenal. Yeah, his so. bread has been stacked up for a minute too. Like Man, so his bread, know, been, he, he's able to pay players out the gate too. He don't need no loans. <laughs> no, 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 stand alone. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things where it's like, man, I don't know, man, I don't see it. Yeah, because it is sad because Arsenal has a great fan base, man. Like, it, like, like I said, like when we were we were texting before and we were talking about and something we, we talked about two episodes ago with the black uh, viewership, they're number one worldwide for African American, not just African Americans, black people, period, across the world, yeah. being fans of it. Yeah. I'm just wondering that is like, yo, you know, if we if we was a uh, you know Leicester City and we ain't got no black people, maybe we would pull the trigger, <laughs> but it don't matter what squad we roll out there. Yeah, no, man, you're absolutely right about that, man. I mean, they've done the best job, I would say, overall, easily, hands down, marketing the game, you know, the people of color, you know, I mean, not just in the U.S., but Africa, the Caribbean. I mean, people of color, Arsenal tends to be their club, man. And, you know, like you said, super long, great history of success in the Premier League, man. And, um, you know, it's kind of a shame to, to see where, where they are these past, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, not the kind of success we're accustomed to. Yes, I mean, this is this is uh because uh shout out to Brandon man, one of the biggest Arsenal fans I know, my man B dub down at uh he he said, Man, do you know that I didn't even realize it? We were smoking cigars like a week or two ago. He goes, Yo, 
we haven't been in the uh, Champions League in seven seasons. And I was like, really? Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I jumped on the Googles and I'm like, oh, word. No, he's not. He was like, yo, we've been in Europa for a few times, but, but we haven't been in Champions League. Yeah, I mean, they only like, won the Premier League one time. Hmm, damn. The uh, the uh, the Invincibles are the only squad that's yeah. ever won the Premier League. Wow, that that's crazy, man. Because you always expect them, you know, to kind of to be in those sorts of positions. But like you said, Champions League, you, you almost they're afterthought. You almost don't even consider them when you're talking about you know who really can lift that trophy. And 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 you can tell that Kroenke doesn't care because there's no way Arteta should be. Uh, their coach still like there's like there's no way possible it's just I mean uh, you know they don't bring in high level transfers you know what I mean like I mean that part table was a good one yeah it was but not enough you know yeah. that's not a complete reload like we see in a Manchester City they reload you saw Chelsea reload with yeah. multiple influential pieces one piece that's not enough not enough and I mean and then the way they're doing a bombing right now is like deplorable right now to me like how you don't start him is ridiculous you know i think there's a lot of off the field stuff that goes on with him i mean because he'll have the captain's armband on he'll score score goals for fun but then he's late for a game or (laughs) the game early you know y'all about his supercars like man you got the fastest cars in the world you can't get to the game on time what's going on how you get you get into the how you get into practice and it it started five you get in there at six (laughs) yeah i don't understand that yeah man so let's jump into your squad man chelsea man y'all had had uh, i mean i mean arguably i don't even know if arguably is it i think just straight facts the best run since the uh since y'all uh let uh frank go yeah man it it looks like it was uh obviously the correct move man i mean you know me man i always you know got my blue glasses on you know what i mean but, uh, man, the team is really performing. I mean, I, I thought we were looking really rough against Manchester City yesterday to come back, you know, two to one. That's huge for us, man. It's huge for building confidence for the Champions League final, man. I mean, I think sky's the limit. I think we legitimately, you know, I don't I want to get here, D, but I do believe we legitimately have a chance to lift that trophy. What do no, you no, think? no, no. It, there is. I mean, because in that game, it's a one shot. It's not two legs. It's literally a game Dang. so the, if you, as long as you make it that far is everybody's got a shot when you get to that final so i'm i'm so what is it about to shell that he's doing that frank didn't do in your eyes to to take to, to, to shift his gear like this you know I, I think frank really wanted to go with the youth movement hard i think to has you know brought conte really back into the fold he brought some of the veterans back into the into the fold and they really performed well um, Mindy, I, I think he really built Mindy up. I was just reading an article. Mindy wasn't even playing football. Seven wasn't weeks. even like playing for regular jobs, like mm-hmm. like 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 applying for like going on LinkedIn and applying for jobs. Exactly, man. And now this guy's, you know, clearly our number one. No ifs, ands, buts about it. You know, about to, you know, man, that that penalty that he saved yesterday, yeah. incredible, man. I mean, that was set up for you. That was set up for you to look like a, get put on skates. That was set up you to be put on skates and look like a fool. Man, man, that's incredible. I mean, and, and somebody the caliber of a Guerrero, like you, you always think that that ball's going into the back of the net, man. So I was just over here, man, going crazy. I know my neighbors <laughs> hate me, man. I'm screaming. No, because it was crazy because I went to the bathroom. He was like, oh, this might be over. I was like, oh, dang, it's a penalty. 
I come back and I'm like, oh wow. So, <laughs> hey man, came on. The football guys were with us yesterday, baby. They definitely were. So, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to uh, 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 throw the apple cart out the way for you, but that was like the second. Uh, they had eight, nine different uh, uh, non-starters in that game yesterday. Four man season. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not buying any of that, man. That's one of the. Um, most, now, if you most, did it with the, you, I mean, none of that back four started. None of that back four started. You're, you're fine with that W as a confidence builder. Absolutely, I am. No stones, no, uh, <laughs> like everybody in that back four is not there. No, no, not when they have a chance of, you know, winning the trophy, closing down the Premier League yesterday. All they got to do is beat us, and it's game over. You know, I, I don't care who you roll out there, man. W's are W's. You know, yep. the ball bounced into the back of the net for us. I'm completely taking that as a win, and I'm not buying none of that nonsense you're talking about. I'm just, but I'm just saying that the score that you know, you think that they they gonna roll that same squad out for, uh, when y'all go to uh, Istanbul? Or is no it, matter who they roll it's out. Turkey. Is it in Turkey? I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is in Istanbul. I think so. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know, man. I. I need them to lose out. Like at this point, I just need Manchester City to lose all their games. Like, like at this point, just lose all of them. If we got, because it, 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 we still have hope in uh, over at uh, the of the Dreams that we can still win this title is is very faint. No, I mean literally, we're sitting there, literally on the ventilator, and the family is uh, uh, sitting around us deciding if we they gonna let us go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, man. I listen. Um... I have a lot of respect for you having such uh, a dream. Well, like you said, you definitely on the ventilator. Because uh, I look at their schedule, and it's not like they got no uh, top score. They got Brighton. They got Wolves. They yeah, got, I think, West Brom. Even, even today, you, you, got, you guys actually looked pretty good today. You know what I mean? But it started off a little shaky, where that could have been a loss, man. And then it would have been game, set, match. Right oh, there. yeah. No, it would. I, I mean, I was prepared for, you know, the, the, the Kool-Aid will start coming more. If we went on Tuesday, went on Thursday, the, the full engine is in full mode. I mean, the full full tank is ready to go, especially if Manchester City lose like somebody like Brighton. I think their next game is, oh, the yeah. full train is going to be on board. <laughs> I like to see it, man. Make it interesting. But Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, at this point, they're going to win. I mean, let's yeah, just keep I'm, it real. They got, I mean, all they got to do is win one game out of four. Easy, yeah. Like, I mean, like we talked about, this would be the most epic, collapse in sports history if they don't get this done it'd be something to be seen man so i mean you know the door's not all the way cracked i mean all the way closed just slightly cracked but yeah man it'd be incredible for it to happen i have to say my gut definitely says no but hey man i'm gonna watch yeah 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 i'm interested i'm definitely interested so champions league semifinals man what'd you think about let's go man city psg Neymar has got to be one of the most bitch players ever, dog. Like, just watching his mannerisms and, like, every play, he wants to kick the ball after pushing people. I got to talk to the ref about every ticky tack. And they just gave him an extension. Yeah, yeah. 2025, right? Yeah, yeah, three more years. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, man, uh, dude is a drama queen, man. I mean, I think he really gives the game a – uh, a bad a bad name, man. You know, when people talk about all the drama and, you know, I'm on Reddit, I'm seeing the different memes, even the vaccine memes, you know, talking about, you know, a soccer player gets gets the shot. He's on the ground rolling around. You know what I mean? And his name are. And his name are. <laughs> you know I mean? so, for him to have so much skill, 
um, you know, that, that can really, you know, produce the beautiful game. For him to do all of his antics, man, to me, it's hard to watch. I don't yeah. really enjoy watching. What about you? No, I don't. Is he, is, you think he's playing up the heel thing, or you think this is really how he is? I think it's, it's, it's gamesmanship. I think it's all, it's all gamesmanship, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't buy half of the, the rolling around, the, you know. I mean, the, the guy acts like he got shot like John F. Kennedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you breathe on him the wrong way, you know what I mean? So, I, just don't, I don't get, like, do you, think, do, you, do you think he revels that people dislike him, and do you think he even really knows it? Or is he one of those people that's so up that he's like, I mean, the streets mess with me. I mean, I just got three more years. Well, you know, he he is one of those prima donnas, been sheltered, you know, been the the guy for since forever. So, you know, I'm sure he does live in a in a bubble and you know out of touch with reality. But on the other hand, I think that he feels like he is a superstar. He can get away with a lot of that, and he does enjoy the attention. You know, some people hate me or love me. The attention is what they see. Is what it, what they crave. That's what he's at. That's that's how I look at that. So is he? Uh, so you think is he Madonna for now? <laughs> we haven't seen anybody like this, you said, basically. And another thing I was just hearing somebody talk about, like, you know, he's never really done the business in a World Cup. Now, you know, qualifying games, getting to the World Cup, Neymar scored a lot of goals, but actually performing in the World Cup, we haven't seen him do the business. And so it's like for all the accolades, Nike, the Jordan brand, all the stuff, you know, all of the back page magazine stuff that we see about Neymar, we really haven't seen him do the business. And then going to France, it's like, come on now. Let's see him in the Premier League and let's see him perform in the World Cup. And then I think he's due all the attention and accolades that we see. So, and because my question with PSG extending him, do you basically, I, I wonder how him and Mbappe's relationship is. Like, I could see Mbappe being like, oh, word? That's, so we gonna extend the homeboy? He cool, but like, we gonna extend him? I ain't got my bread yet. <laughs> I think Mbappe sees him as like, Neymar is everything I don't want to be. I want to be paid and I want to be, you know, uh, loved by the fans, but I want to be, you know, get those accolades for performing and doing the business. And I think he gets that. That's why I think he's so much more humble. You know, he comes off as like the the athlete of today, you know, where Neymar comes off purely as the prima donna, you know, the the AAU uh, basketball star, you know what I mean? That goes to the number one draft pick. And it's like, he's always been on top of the world. That's Neymar. Yeah, is, so is he? Uh, I'm trying to think of. Is, is is there a comparison to him in NBA? Uh, or is he the worst uh, player in all professional sports? Like, just we're like, you know, I mean, outside of the hate for LeBron, because if you probably did a poll, it'd probably be a lot of people hate LeBron just because his political standing. But uh-huh. just as a player, is he probably the most hated person in professional sports? He's good, definitely in the conversation. <laughs> I don't know if he's be hated, but. He's definitely in that conversation for sure. Yeah, because I wonder about Mbappe, if he's going to make a move. I'm like, you know, all right, y'all extend him. That's cool. I'm going to go ahead and go to Real Madrid or, you know, wherever it may be. But nobody's got no bread, though. That's the crazy. Nobody's got no bread for real. That's, that's and maybe that's why people are extending, taking the bread now. Like, you know, I'm here. Let me go and take this extension. Yeah, what's safe and, and what can be had, uh, what can be had now. I think that's what a lot of people are, you know, signing on the dotted line. It's going to be interesting, man, because, I mean, Real Madrid makes the most sense. But like you said, is the paper going to be there to get it done? It's highly questionable right now. Really I mean, they, they, I mean, they were begging to be in the Super League because they was like, we ain't got no bread. Like, right. 
And the, and the three teams that are still in are the teams that consistently have the most bread in theory, Real, Barcelona, and Juventus, and they're the ones crying, we ain't got no bread the most. So I'm trying to figure out where all, like even Pogba going to Juventus, or nobody's got the bread for nobody. Exactly, but you know, all of these questions that you're posing are totally legitimate, right? But that's what's keeping us all the eyes on the game right now. <laughs> Is that, how do we come up with a, the bread? Like, what's the line? How's it going to shake out? You know, somebody's going to get a cash infusion from somewhere to get something done. Or maybe there's a, a dark horse. Maybe there's a, a mid-level club that's going to get a new oil ownership group and thrust themselves to the top. Who knows? Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, no. That, I want to see something like that. You know, yeah. like something like a random squad, like a Everton getting just that next player they need because they're already kind of, set for a next jump they just need a somebody that's going to be able to maybe hold down their midfield well you know like to be able to and they can maybe get into europa or the top four piece or two away yeah i could definitely see somebody doing something like so, that so and then mentioning uh, another topic i want to put on i'm gonna put on here is that now the premier league is now coefficient wise uh coming up this summer the number one league in all of uh, uefa yeah that's in la liga to me, that, uh, that, that's just very clear. The product, you know, that they produce is, is the most attractive. Um, so, yeah, to me, that's a no-brainer. I, I can see that always heading in that direction for years now. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of these leagues wrap up. You know, I was just kind of thinking to myself, I mean, you, you see what's happening in the Serie A. You know, it's a, it's a slower game. So, for me, that's hard to watch. You know, you see what's going on at the Bundesliga with the Byron. They, you know, they got their trophy all wrapped up. February in February. You know what I mean? So, I mean, this Premier League, you know, is the league to watch, you know, where week, week in, week out, you know, games matter, you know. And so I think that's the huge difference. So, yeah, it totally makes sense to me. Do you think does the Premier League teams have more money or you think they're managed better is why this, this, this kind of shift has happened? I think it's managed better and style of play, you know what I mean? And it takes the right talent to, to bring the real attractive style of play but like man you watch a Premier League game you really can't turn your eyes because anything can happen at any time <laughs> yeah you know when you're watching Serie A and, and even you know Bundesliga like uh if, if it's not a top you know top level club I mean man the game is just so slow and dragging and you know simple mistakes where you know that Premier League man people playing the ball over the top people playing the ball on the floor back and forth and, and created and that's the other thing passing the ball forward that's what you see in the Premier League people taking chances pushing the ball forward. And a lot of these other leagues, it's, you know, pass sideways, pass backwards. And that that's the difference. That's but wasn't La Liga like that before? Well, La Liga was kind of known for that before, right? La Liga was ticky-tacky, playing the ball on the floor, <laughs> lots of passes, you know, build-up play, and they would play the ball forward. But now you got so few teams that can play the ball forward. It's just a lot of ticky-tack back and forth passes, holding on the, on the, holding on the possession, but not creating a lot of chances. And that's what the Premier League is, is excellent at doing is creating chances. You know, that's why you're sitting on the, the edge of your seat because, you know, this set piece could be critical. You know, this, <laughs> this cross could make something happen, a deflection, somebody gonna get a head on it. And it's, uh, you know, nonstop action. That, that's the difference between the two. And, and, even and with, I guess Atletico Madrid winning La Liga right now yeah. is a testament to how slow it's gotten because they just bear down and just try to go forward and get a one nothing win, a one nil win. Exactly. And happy with that. You know what yeah. I mean? Very happy with and that. And if them winning your league, if that's the team that wins your league that does that, then what does that mean for the reflection of the rest of your league if exactly. that's the team that wins your league? Totally right. Totally right. And you're seeing that, man. 
So I hope that's something that really changes. You know, I really do hope that changes. So let's jump into MLS talk, man. MLS and this CONCAF League Cup. Yeah. Um, is there so right now left is is it Columbus? No, not Columbus, not left. Who's left? I saw Columbus lost. It's Philadelphia. Philadelphia Union's left. Okay. And three and three Liga X teams are left. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't watching a whole lot of the games, but I was monitoring the scores, man. Yeah. And I saw those Mexican teams, you know, soundly beating MLS teams, you know, three nothing, you know, four one, you yep. know, those kind of score lines. And I said, whoa, man. MLS is really suffering in this competition. Do why do you? I mean, do you think that? Do you think that that's this is what it is like? I think it's, it's still the quality of the play. You know, the the coaching and the players. You know, that's what it really is. I mean, you just see the Mexican players, man, taking a lot better touches, controlling the ball better. Uh, you know, they execute. You know, on, on situations where they should execute. And MLS, you see a lot of things where it's like, oh, you should have had it. You should have. But you just did, you know, you just yeah. didn't come through, and that—that's the difference. I think it's just the, the the coaching and the quality of the player. If does MLS have more bread than Liga X? Yeah, that's tough, man, because uh, you know that that Mexican league's been around a long time, so it is established. You know, I'm sure they got uh, you know plenty of that uh, <laughs> that Mexican drug money. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That uh, that uh, what was the uh, homeboy uh, El Chapo money uh, down there? Yeah. So no, I, I don't think it's a, a money issue. I mean. You know, they, they pay their players very well, and they attract a lot of uh, internationals, too. I mean, you know, not just Mexicans and other South Americans, but they're starting to bring in some players from, from Europe as well to, to, to mm. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's that down to those four. And then you look at uh, Chicharillo's coming up here. He's been, you know, clowning, but, it's, but he's, what, like 36, right? Yeah, he's on the, you know, on the tail inside. You know what I mean? Did the business for you guys for a long yeah. time. Um, but yeah, man, he looks good. I was watching him at LA Galaxy, hey, putting the ball in the back of the net for fun. And I guess MLS needs to come up with a way to not be the uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the 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 uh, lap your your victory lap uh, for your career. Right. You got to figure that out. There's, you got to they got to figure out where it's like you want to be there. Maybe not at the beginning, but at least mid part of your career where you mm -hmm. get mid career players. Exactly. That's the next step for the league. And like you said, once they're able to figure that out, then the game becomes a lot more attractive. You're going to see the level of the play on the field uh, improve. But that's why I was kind of asking you on the more texting back and forth. Are they expanding too fast? Is that what's delaying, uh, delaying that? And then you see like a, a Sergio Aguero, you know, so he's leaving Manchester yeah. City, you know that for a fact. Does he even consider MLS? I've been hearing a lot of Barcelona talk. Really? Barcelona talk. So I thought that would be interesting. Team up with Messi. Wow, that'd be interesting. Oh, wow. and and their countrymen too. Exactly. So, so who's spotty taking on their front line then? Ah, <laughs> who knows? So, who knows? It, it, uh, is Griezmann uh, daddy for them to pick up the phone and start being mad again? Man, I can see Griezmann. Our development looks interesting in the Premier League, don't you think? Wouldn't that look interesting? Oh no, we we, we you, I told you to Leicester need to pick up the phone and get that third right front line. Man, with him and uh, Vardy up front. Ah, that'd be dangerous. <laughs> I'm telling if you, I'm Leicester City. City I'm home. making that call. Yeah, you gonna call that? Okay. No, I'm okay. saying if I'm a City, I'm making that call. I'm calling oh, yeah. him up, saying, "Yo, what, what what can we do to make this happen?" I don't know if he sees Leicester as big enough club. Going from Barcelona to Leicester City, that's like going from a Rolls Royce to a Cadillac. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
but no. you ain't gonna play. You may if, if they sign a girl, you're not you obviously they're telling you you're not gonna play. I don't know, man. I don't know. It is all rumors right now, but uh, you know, why doesn't Aguero look look at MLS? Is, is that even in, in the picture? Could you see that? I don't know. That's a good I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, if Barcelona's calling you, why wouldn't you at least take that ticket for a year or two? MLS is always gonna be there. That's the way you right. probably look at it. Is if, if I got one, two more shots, kind of like uh 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 who did uh Atletico Madrid sign that was clowned at the beginning? Suarez. Like yeah. a Suarez. Suarez got him a two-year deal with Atletico. He's going to come to MLS, but he's like, I can get two more years of some good dough right. in the league here. Then I can go up to MLS. Make a lot of sense. And that's, I mean, that's what I kind of look at it with most people going to the MLS and how they would uh, kind of uh, flip it up, you know. Well, like you say, you know, MLS doesn't grow as a league until that's no longer part of the thought process. When you can pick off that kind of talent at the age that they are right now, that's when the MLS really steps up, man. So I, I, I mean, because is, is Inter Miami started yet, or did they start next year? Yeah, they started, and they didn't get off to a good start. Yeah, because it because it's it's only St. Louis is the only expansion team left, right? Well, there was a couple other ones coming. Uh, well, Cincinnati's already started, right? Yeah. Nashville started. Right Austin before the started. Yep. Uh, who's left? Who's left? Who's left? Because hmm. we're supposed to start next year, but pandemic pushed it back to 2023. And that statement, um, man, looks like it's nice coming along. How did that look when you uh when you went downtown? Yeah, it looks good. It looks good, and it, it looks it's very quaintly set up too. Okay, it's okay. real compacted. It's not like a, a super big big stadium, and it's right there diagonal from Union Station. Okay. Okay. So you remember we used to go to uh, that bar we used to get a uh, uh, quarter uh, beers at? Oh, yeah. Maggie O's. We used to go in college, too. Maggie O's. Maggie O's. That's yep. right there across the street from me. So they finna get dope. Okay. Like, okay. If, I, if I'm right now, I'm getting a loan from my rehab. Right. Because you're right across the street. Like, yeah. I, need to get a, I need a rehab loan. Like, now, we need to be building this up now. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. They're going to win they going to totally win with that kind of... And it's an emos across the street on the back end. Oh, man. On the on the side, on the uh, Washington side. Yeah. So Thanks it's going to be uh, nice, man. It's going to be nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to be. Um, uh, hopefully, we can... Manchester United can kick Lindelof out over here. <laughs> I can boo him personally. Because um, he gave up that man. game. That was on him. Yeah, and uh, speaking of your club, man, I saw they're, they're trying to hold on to Cavani, too. So yeah, yeah, I, mean, I mean, Cavani's the best striker in the Premier League right now. Yeah. yeah um, no, he, like, he, I mean, he, killing it. He's putting the ball in the back of the net, and he's just a good uh, influence like, on the young players, man. Like Greenwood. Also, yeah, what he did for Greenwood, you know, especially when they – out of the country, you know, playing uh, Serie A too. I think they were playing Roma. And for him to step up like that, man, that says a lot about Cavani. I think one more year with your club is a good move to re-sign him. So then it, it even mentioned my club, and we'll go in your club's uh, transfer uh, basis because we got, like, three questions I want to jump in before we uh, get out. Um, yep. What 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 happens to uh, Tony Martial <laughs> with all this? <laughs> I mean, he's hurt. He's hurt with quotes, you know. He's been hurt for a while since uh, the European uh, uh, World Cup qualifying with France. But, I mean, what, what, what do you do with him? He's out? You think, he's, you think we saw him? I, I think he's out. I think he's out. 
Um, you know, maybe he goes to one of the better clubs back in France. Maybe that's a good landing spot. Like a Marseille or a Monaco or... Lyon, you know, somewhere like that. Maybe, you know, the pressure is reduced. He's back, familiar soil. You know, I think that's an easier transition. But I could also see him at a, a mid-level Premier League club. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see I mean, that. Lingard is killing it for West Ham, I mean, right, right. now. Yeah, replicate something like that. That'd be, that'd be a win for him. Yeah. And he looks really good there at West Ham. Yeah, he does. So Chelsea is is the Holland thing all for you all? Is, is it? Uh, I'm not gonna say it's dead, but I I think it's definitely a stretch. We know it's a competitive situation. Um, so I say you know we probably got a 25 percent chance of closing it down. I mean, Dortmund said they're not selling them at all now. I think he's gonna force his way out. Uh, oh, you think he's gonna? You think he's gonna be like, yeah, go ahead. You got to make that move. Yeah, I think he will, and I think he has the leverage to do it. I think it, right now he definitely has to leverage to it. I saw he didn't play the other day. I was watching their game. He wasn't playing. So I think that's already kind of kind of setting up the force out. Um, but, yeah, man, I like our backup plan if we don't get him. I like Lukaku coming back. So that, that's crazy. I, I, after you said that, I looked up. I was like, wow. Yeah. He was, so he wants back in the Premier League? That, that He's killed. I mean, Serie A, he's like sitting there. What is it? Getting the golden boot. Got the yeah. league. yeah. But I still think he has unfinished business. I mean, you know, he's been with Chelsea before, got mm-hmm. sold. You know, so I think him coming back, you know, being polished, conquering the Serie A, I think this, this lines up perfectly. And I think he meshes well, you know, with, with the other attacking players that we have right now. Having that target man, he, you know, he's all about scoring goals. I, I like it. I like so it. Is, so it's Drew's gone, I'm assuming, for you all. Yeah, yeah I think he leaves. Is, Ma- is Mount coming back? Oh, yeah. Mount's definitely these lines. So who else is uh, going to be gone from that front? I mean, y'all, y'all got a heavy amount in that front line. I think Pulisic, man. I think there's a really – no, There's no way. Hold on. Let's, hold on. Let me put – let me type this into – no, we got to talk about Captain America. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I was arguing with some people on Twitter, man. They, Captain, America, look, Captain America is a jersey seller. It's no way. He'd have to literally get on goals for like three games in a row for them to the sell at this point. Yo, Tammy go. Tammy's gone. Tammy's out the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that that's small potatoes. We have a lot invested in Pulisic, way more than yeah. uh, Abraham. So that's not even a comparison, you know, that I think is fair. But I think, man, you know, real fans are not pleased with Pulisic, man. For the price tag, I think he was $50 million or so. Yeah. He's just not done enough. I mean, we've seen some flashes of greatness. And, I mean, he does have a skill set, man. But a lot of the – kudos and the bright lights that are shining on him it's it's man-made it's the media like you said it's the jersey the commercials um people just building this guy up and i'm not seeing enough on the pitch man he's not even the best player in the u.s squad to me really not i think it's mckinney you know what i'm saying like i say mckinney or or ardest ardest yeah ardest or or, or that other kid uh from uh valencia that's dope uh the african kid that switched over that they was trying to uh, go to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Him and uh, and and Wea that's playing. Yeah, in, uh, Wea too. <laughs> you know, so it's a lot of a lot of players that I would go with uh, above Pulisic. You know, he's so small. He, he's always injured. Um, you know, man, and, and just not enough production. Just playing. So there's no way y'all gonna sell him though. There's no way. Yeah, if you could get thirty five million out of him. You know, I think that's a, a good move. I think that's a good move. And I mean, I'm an American man, but I mean, I have to call it how I see it. All oh, yeah. Time. No, 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 no. I, I, I just don't see y'all selling him because I think he's worth more than $35 million 
off the books for all the jerseys, all that extra bread that he brings? Well, we're, we're – listen, we're a club that's fighting for Champions League trophies. We shouldn't care about jersey sales. We should care about performance on the pitch. And you need a, a cog in the machine to continuously, you know, be in these sort of Champions League finals and, and to really make a real serious run at the Premier League, man, because that's what it's all about. Those are the two trophies. So, I mean, so, so 35 mil, you, if you saw that, yeah, he's spending himself for 35 mil, you'd be like, oh, let's, we yeah. need to take that. Yeah, I take that. I take that. Because I think you can reinvest it and bring in somebody that can actually produce. You know what I mean? Like, how much did you guys pay for Fernandez? Oh, we only paid 25 for him. Exactly. So, you know, if I could get 35 and then pull the trigger. <laughs> and go, and pick up somebody from, like, Porto or something that's, that's balling, you there know. You go. Because that's how we're looking at um, uh, Torres from uh, – actually, we're going to play him in Villarreal at the uh, center back spot instead of maybe splashing all the bread on Varney from Real Madrid, picking up the 20-year-old that's balling there at Villarreal and saving dough and then being able to get a CDM as well, you know, and okay. then and then still getting Sancho, which is still ridiculous that we're still having this conversation coming up. That, that Sancho, the Sancho price tag went down to 65 mil, though. I see it's constantly going down. It's constantly so maybe the Glazer was on something, on something. <laughs> and I told you, I think he's doing, I think he's taking his own self on purpose. Hmm. Wouldn't doubt it, man. You know, if he's unhappy, he's unhappy. But yeah, I mean, it's incredible the, the way they've slashed his price tag. I'm not really sure what's driving that. You know, what do you think the likelihood is that he shows up in Manchester? Is it- it's 50-50. I could see the Glazers getting it just to try to, Get everybody calmed down a little bit with all the Glazers out movement. Okay. Are right, we signed Sancho and then we getting Barney too? Boom, and, and, and we at the and the grounds are open in August. Everybody come on down. I can see the fans, you know, quickly forgetting being yes. real happy. But... That's why I think it's full of shit. That's why I think the whole Glazers. I think it's because if we sign Barney or Torres and a, a, a Declan Rice or some crazy. All will be forgiven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back <laughs> stadium will be rocking once again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and because people are complaining about the stadium looks. To me, when I went to the stadium, it didn't look that bad to me. I didn't see some college stadiums look worse than that. Oh, okay, all right, all right. You know, what I'm right. saying? now I didn't say they need improvements, but it wasn't like going to like Hoover Hoover or something. That's the way that people online talk about it. Like, oh man, our stands are just horrible, and I'm like. It ain't yeah, that bad. but you're starting to see a lot of those, uh, a lot of the clubs over there are really making that transition right now to the ultra-modern stadium. I mean, look at Tottenham. But uh, but, but Tottenham got caught, caught with that back, that, that price tag. <laughs> that, and, I, I think people scared, though, now, at that, especially Tottenham sitting there with that money. You, you can't predict a pandemic. Though. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, and then I mean, even like West Ham, you know, refurbishing that Olympic stadium into a ultra-modern stadium. So, yeah, you, you kind of want to want to see a Manchester United do something similar, make a major investment. I mean, I feel like the fans deserve that for that kind of level of club. Yeah, so it's it's so you so we got some questions jump in here to mailbag. First one comes from Tommy T. He says, Love the show. You all really give a lot of in-depth analysis and thought process of things for a regular layman like myself would learn about. So I've been getting into soccer a lot, especially from you all's podcast. My question is. Why didn't the Super League work on a basis for a bigger scale for the world? And can you see certain teams making more international friendly tournaments around each other? 
Uh, yeah, I take that one, man. Yeah. Uh, definitely appreciate Tommy uh, checking us out. Man, you know, I think it's real simple. The, the Super League didn't work, man, because the, the game is structured on a history. Um, and to break up that structure changes the game. It, it's no longer the same game. And I think the fans are open to changes when they're reasonable and there's good justification outside of just the financial aspect, uh, as well as inclusion, uh, you know, fan involvement in those sorts of decisions. To just make a purely financial move without involving the fans and say, hey, here's the new deal, you get backlash and you get this sort of, you know, reaction. So I think that's why I didn't flow. Uh, you know, straight out of the gate. What was the second portion of that question? Uh, he was saying, do you would see more more teams doing international uh, competitions together as like basically like we do our small little Super League for a group stage and then we just kind of do something real quick? I can see that. More exhibitions. And, and you do see that, you know, some of the bigger clubs, you know, like uh, talking about Arsenal earlier, they always go to India and, and play some of their preseason games. And, you know, we've seen some of the big clubs, you know, do the preseason tours in the U.S. and play in a lot of our football and baseball stadiums. So, yeah, I definitely think you see more of that. Maybe even some miniature tournament preseason-wise to, to give you uh, some of that Super League sort of uh, matchups. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, this one comes from Julius. He says, give me one signing for a mid-table team that would take them to the top of any league oh so like for mine is already put out there griezmann to leicester city they can uh, win uh, griezmann to leicester city that's a good that's that that's a good one um i like the uh the central defensive midfielder at everton uh he just uh enjoyed he, re he recently got signed this season with everton you know, big, strong boss around the midfield. I think that um, him going to a mid-level club, you know, is a game changer. I think that he produces at a and plays at a much higher level than the, the clubs that he's played for. So I, I could definitely see him being a game changer. All right, last one. This one comes from the Sandman. He says, "What team did you like? Did you not want to see get relegated in the Premier League that you were like, oh man?" I didn't have any love for any of them. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest, if I'm honest, I, um, I, I didn't have any love for any of them. I mean, I, I like to see them all go down and struggle and uh, you know, <laughs> struggle <laughs> you know, and, and stay down. If, for we could pick, if we could pick up their best player. Well, not even that, but just let them go down for a year or two and give some, another team to, to come up a, a chance to stay up for a year or two, take advantage of the financials, you know what I mean? And, and see if they can, uh, you know, hang in the Premier League. You know, we, we're seeing a lot of the, the up and down, herky-jerky teams, te three teams go down, three teams come up. It, it's the same group, and, and I want to see that group change. Do you think that the league should change to 18 like every other big league? Do you think we should not have 20? Because we play more games yeah. in every other league. Um, I'm good with the 20 teams. I'm good with it. What, what do you see as an advantage of uh, doing the 18? Just this wear and tear. I think there's a lot of wear and tear on our our players, when, especially when we play in like when we playing out in like the Europa, or we playing in the Champions League or anything so like that. So many fixtures. So it, yeah, you know, injury, a lot of injury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we're at a disadvantage every, and we have two cups. 
Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Some of them, one of them's got to go. Two teams got to go, or this Carabao Cup got to go. One yeah, of them. but you know, it's just like all the other sports. You got a players' union, so you know yeah. they agree to play these games, man. For the kind of money that they make, and I'm not boo hoo. Yeah. Show up and you know, show up and play. I, I mean, mine was Fulham, man. I really like seeing Fulham up. Uh, this is probably and it's certain teams that I like. I just feel like a white supremacist teams. Like I mean, I, I mean, and, and those fans are probably like, like I look at a Burnley. And I was like, oh, man, they're white supremacist team. I don't even know if they are or not. You know, it just feels <laughs> I was like, yeah, based on what? <laughs> nothing. It's nothing that I have no – it's just, just a feel. That's all it is. I just look at the squad. I was like, there's no brothers on the team. Like Norwich. I was like, well, obviously we knew they weren't – we were like white supremacy because that's the uh, team with the – that had the flag <laughs> pop oh, up oh, in the okay. game. So we do know Norwich is uh, white supremacy. Hey, I, I hear you, man. You got a lot of – a lot of different characters. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's it's. Uh, I'm, I I really like fooling this because maybe I saw um, Dempsey play there so long, and I got an attachment to him just because of that, you know, and like seeing him play with that squad for so long. So I when I saw Fulham coming back, I was like, oh snap! I hope they can stay up, you know. But that's that. It's probably it's it's really kind of locked down and Sheffield going down. It's probably really more Dean Henderson leaving, coming back to. <laughs> Manchester yeah. United to anything is like he was holding he was holding them down. I mean, yeah, Griffith was helping them out. It was a good experience for him, you know, personally. Yeah, yeah. I think he comes back to you guys reloaded, different player. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he made a he made a goal controversy. Now, I mean, we got we sitting we basically sitting in the same position as y'all. Well, <laughs> but it's Kepa. I mean, Kepa is a little. I mean, that's a little bit. I mean, Kepa has, has he played at all this season? Yeah, he's played a couple. He's played a few times this season. He's okay, smaller cup games. Yeah, but. He, he stills uh, very shaky, um, definitely not comfortable with the ball at his feet. I mean, and I think he was $85 million, nowhere yeah. near that price tag. Yeah, and uh, as we wrap up, I, I'm nominating for our Gareth Bale Award winner of the, <laughs> of, of the week, uh, Hazard of Real Madrid. Wow. <laughs> wow. And uh, did you hear what the like the announcers were saying after that game, man? I mean, they were they were just gave it to him straight up and said, "Listen, you are not, you're not it, man. You're not worthy of the jersey." Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, you got to think he just left the squad. Those are still people he cool with. Like, you still happy to see them? You really don't know these cats like that. You just yeah. got to Real Madrid, like, and like you've been there five years, and like right. you sitting there giggling it. These are cats. And didn't Hazard come up through y'all academy too? Yeah, he did. He's been there yeah, a long time. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like a Cardinals player coming up through the farm system, and he comes back, and then you know they all slapping hands, laughing and stuff. You know, after the game, you know, yeah. chopping it up. Yeah, no, that's definitely true, man. But you also got to know that that uh, that real. You can't do that. You can't do it on the camera. You got to wait till uh, in the tunnel. Low key after the game, you know, hit me up, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, like, oh man, I'm glad, glad y'all won this joint. That was that was dope, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, that's incredible. Well, man, let everybody know it can hit you up at, bro. Man, at Phoenix Piff, man, on Twitter, that's the best way to get at me, man. Um, definitely, uh, we engage you guys on Twitter, man. Yeah, um, yeah, we appreciate love the interaction on YouTube as well, man. I'm talking about some of the <laughs> folks in the comments. Hey, they really be taking shots at us, man, but I love the interaction. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with, uh, uh, who was the artist and somebody was going to sign Holland. What do you say, the Holland and Mbappe? And, yeah. like, it was somebody else. Like, I was like, oh, you must not know who your owner is. Yeah, if they can get that done. <laughs> Shit. Y'all, no, y'all got a new owner. <laughs> <laughs> Had to. 
So thank y'all for listening as always. We'll be back. Make sure y'all email is just kicking it pod at gmail.com. Just kicking it pod on Instagram. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, we appreciate it as always. Peace. Mm-hmm.